Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. This is just an email to let you know everything's fine. Thank you. I will accept that every (laughs) day. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hello, Hustle Humbly friends. Oh, hi. Episode 59. This is Alyssa. This is Katie. And today we are going to talk about lenders. Lenders. Can't do it without them. Can't do it without them. If you really think about it, they're like the boss. Right. Without them, you cannot get to the closing table. I'm at your mercy. It's all about the money. I know. It's all about the money. Oh, my Um, gosh. So we thought, too, we would just kind of talk about who, like why we use, who we use, things that we look for throughout the process. But we are also going to realize that we have some questions. Right. So we're going to make a list of questions to ask the lender. Yeah. So we can do a lender episode and get a lender in here to answer some questions. Yes. Kind of like we did ask the appraiser. Right. We're going to go from our perspective today. Yes. Like what we do and how lenders apply in our life. And then if you guys think of questions you'd like to add for a lender, send them to us. Yes, hustle humbly podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. There you go. Send us your lender questions. Lender questions. Okay, so for this episode, we're just going to talk about how we use lenders, how mm-hmm. we love lenders. Yeah. How a good lender is worth their weight in gold. Oh my gosh. How you can really impact someone's life with a bad lender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's serious. I think that the number one complaint that realtors have about lenders is communication. A hundred percent. And if you find a lender that is good at communicating what's going on, what they need, where we're at in the process, if dates are looking good, you should hang on to that person. Mm-hmm. And you should not feel ashamed to tell your clients yeah. <laughs> that they're good. Right. I think that, um, you know, I have a vendor list. And I have more than one lender on it, but I do tell them who my favorite is when they ask. So um, they're not required to use my lender. Um, and I know that some people get really worried about the legal ramifications of um, referring just one lender, right? Right. You know, you'll hear in classes a lot of times, like, make sure you refer three. Legally, you can't tell them to use someone or if something goes wrong, it's going to come back on you. Um, I think that's all well and good. And I think you can still meet the requirements of that by saying, hey, here is my vendor list. In fact, my list, I think, has six or eight lenders on it because I have some for construction loans that can also do a refi or a regular mortgage. And then I have some that are strictly like purchase, you know, mortgage lenders. Yeah. I And that's fine. If someone chose anyone on my list, that's fine. If someone chooses someone off of my list, though, I then have to vet them, right? Yes, like 100%. you have to vet them. So what what is your take on this and how do you vet them? If I have a buyer that comes to me already pre-approved, of course I ask who it is and for a copy of the letter. Yeah. 
I ask the buyer to request a fees worksheet. Okay. And I tell them this is just the only way to check. So buyers think it's all about the interest rate. They do. Interest rate, interest rate. Oh, they get so fixated. The government sets (laughs) the interest rate. Yeah, like it's not gonna be that big of a variation. It's not gonna be that big. No. So if one lender can give you this interest rate, so can another. Yeah. The question is, what are they charging you for that rate? Yeah. Because I have found that there are situations where they quote the lower rate and the buyer doesn't realize that they're bringing $2,500 more to closing than they should be. Yes. They just don't know that. But you have to be able to share the knowledge and you need to be aware of that because the problem is that the buyer is so fixated on the interest rate. Especially, and it's it's always hard if it's a first time buyer, maybe I haven't formed a really good relationship with them yet. They're nervous. They come to me already pre-approved, which is great. Right. And I tell them. They don't want to do it again. I don't fuss them or anything. Yeah. I tell them that is wonderful. Yeah. Do you mind asking for a copy of the fees worksheet? Right. This will allow me to know how much closing costs we need to right. ask for if we are going yeah. that route. And it will also let me know, you know, if they're overcharging or yeah. if there are fees on there that don't look right. of the time they have, my buyers have never heard of a fees worksheet. No, they just got their pre-approval letter and and they know the interest rate saying, okay, you can buy up to 250. Yeah. Okay. But they don't know what that means. So I tell my buyers fees worksheet. Yeah. An estimated monthly note. Yeah. So like if you're pre-approved for 250, I tell my buyers, ask the lender. Right. 225. Yeah. Don't just get one. Yeah. I usually... I usually try to do three, like 225, 250, 275. Like bracket or, it. Yeah. Yeah. Something so that when we're house hunting, we can refer back. Yeah. But the good thing is I then forward that yeah. to the lender I know mm-hmm. and say, hey, does this look okay? And you know what I love? Sometimes she says, it looks great. Looks fine. Looks fine. And yeah. sometimes she says, uh, no, that's not okay. These fee, you know, if, if, if our company was doing this, they would be bringing, I've had it up to $3,800. Difference. Difference. Yeah. And that's the thing that the public doesn't understand. They, they don't. And they need to know their monthly note. What difference does it make if your interest rate is great? This is 30 years we're talking about. And don't, I know, you know, this, the monthly note and the closing costs and the fees worksheet, a lot of that is educating the first time home buyer. Yeah. But even if it's, you know, I had to find myself, even when I'm working with um, one of my parents' friends yeah. or someone that has bought many houses yep. before, they may not have bought a house in, in 10, a while. 10, 15, 20 years. And they don't know, they don't realize how different things are Yes, from when they last got a mortgage mm-hmm. and what the costs are and yes. that you can actually shop it. Well, that's, thank you for saying that because that's what I was about to say. The importance of telling your buyer, whether you refer them to one, 10, no lenders, the importance of you explaining to them that just taking the first estimate and first pre-approval and calling it a day Mm -mm. is not an acceptable way to deal with the largest financial instrument in most people's lives. Yeah. Like your home is the biggest purchase you are going to make probably ever. Mm -hmm. You need to at least compare two lenders. At least two. And not just the rate, the fees, and I the re- whole I deal. I really don't try to bring in too many no. different fish to the pot. Like, it's just, Mm-mm. it becomes too much. But I think you need to. Uh, you need to at least compare two sheets. Yeah. 
And if you have a lender that you trust, that can look at it in five minutes and let you know if you're safe or not safe. I know. know? Well, it's also an opportunity for us as agents, if they came with their own pre-approval from whatever, online service or someone they knew, hey, you know, my lender can very quickly give you another, you know, fee sheet and another estimate. So you can compare, just make sure that you're getting the best deal. I, if it's my buyer, because here's the thing, when I have a buyer and I'm writing an offer on a listing, it's going to be a solid offer. Right. I am not the agent that is going to send you a cancellation. Right. Because of a faulty lender oh, situation. sorry. They weren't really approved. Right. Right. Yeah. I have now on the listing agent side that happens to me yeah. way more than I would like it to be. Oh, for sure. And I, a lot of the times it's due to the fact that the realtor just was like, oh, well, the lender's handling that. I'm not going to be involved or share any advice on the lending yeah. side. But if you save your client money right, and get them to a reputable person, you've just paid for like It's part of our service. Yeah. Yes. It's part of like, it's like a perk of having a... Agree. But if I have a buyer come to me and say, oh, I'm pre-approved through the National Bank of the United States. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, T- tell I me just want to let you know... That in our market, local lenders are uh-huh. really, you know, it's a competitive market. Right. They may request that you have a pre-approval from a local lender. Right. Because we aren't familiar with these big national banks well, that I don't also, have a local representative. Yeah. And you have to explain because a lot of times buyers don't even think about it. They just saw the interest rate and they said, this is the bank I use. Right. Yeah. Like this is where I bank. So I'm just going to do it all at the same place. I'm like, okay. Number one, I just want you to know the fact that you use whatever big bank it is does not give you any preference or any special treatment or any deals or it's nothing. You can go to any mortgage broker, any other bank for that matter, and you're going to get the same treatment because it's based on you, your, your documents, your credit score, your employment, whatever. But I also have to explain to them when you call National Bank of the United States, <laughs> You're in line with everyone else in the United States right. that called the National Bank in the United States. We have said, made up the National yeah, Bank. Yeah, this of is the our faux bank for today. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to beat up on any specifically, although there is a couple that I'd love. <laughs> there to, are so many that I would love to be like, call out, call yes, out. Yes. Yeah. But I'll say, hey, you're at the big bank. You're in line with everyone else. So guess what? If you don't get them the document that they asked for on time, they're going to put you back to the end of the line. And then you're waiting in line with all the other people who also don't want to end up homeless if their loan doesn't close on time. Well, banks are also bank hours. Yeah. Nine to five. If you need a pre-approval on the weekend, good luck. If you want someone to run numbers for you seven different ways, good luck. Yeah. Like if you're planning to shop only during business hours, then you can have a big bank be your lender because it won't matter. And I had that on my notes. If your lender gives you their cell phone number, Mm -hmm. you're... That's a good lender because mm-hmm. you're going to need them on that maybe just that first weekend. Y'all are not going to call your lender on the weekend for the whole transaction. Mm-mm. But when you're trying to get something under contract and you need an updated letter and you need to ask what the notes are going to be, yeah, it might be nice to have a lender's cell phone number, right? Or if there's some kind of trouble, like there's so many things that can go wrong during the transaction mm-hmm. from a lender standpoint. I want to have a lender in place that I know. That things don't just pop up. I asked my lender the other day, I said, tell me how when you give me a pre-approval letter, we've never not made it to the closing table. What did, what did they say? Ever. What did they say? And she said, I don't, honestly, I, I don't know because <laughs> no one it ever bought shouldn't a car. be, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if it's that she takes the time to educate them not to buy a car. If yes. she holds their hand through the process. Yes. If she's staying on top of the file. Yes. Updating everyone and, and not issuing that letter until everything has been checked. Okay. That's where I want to. So my favorite lender, it's, and she's hardcore about it. You don't bring me your documents, the paper. Right. You don't get a pre-approval letter. You can right. fill out the online application. All you want. You, But if you can't provide me the actual physical proof, no letter. Mm-hmm. And that's how you end up with a strong letter because she's not just read, oh, because all of a sudden you forgot that there was extra commission on your, you know, W-2 mm-hmm. or you had a mm-hmm. W, whatever, 1099 or, oh, yeah. you forgot about that side gig or you forgot you're paying child support and you didn't stick that in your application or whatever. Right. They've now seen all the documents. They've pulled your credit report. They've looked at all of that. If your lender is willy-nilly issuing letters, or if you're just getting letters from lenders you've never heard of, you have to find out what they did before they issued the letter. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of letters, yeah. I do have a list of things that we gathered that should you should look for. Okay, I love it. So if yes. you're the listing agent and you get an offer from a buyer. Yeah, because you're at the mercy. Oh, you're at the mercy. You can't tell them what to do and who to use and whatnot. So what does this pre-approval letter need to say? Yeah. And you can include this. I have include. I have it like saved in my, maybe, I think it's actually in my templates folder that I, nice. just, I don't email it, but I copy and you paste use it, it onto the, the counter offer. Yeah, into a counter. Um, but basically just making sure that the pre-approval letter states that the credit score, debt to income ratio, cash available to close, and all requested documents have been reviewed mm-hmm. and are acceptable for the loan. Okay. Reviewed and acceptable. Reviewed and acceptable. Love it. Because I have received pre-approval letters before that had the box checked saying the lender has not reviewed yes. the documents. Like, like it what? says, yes, they have filled out an application and I have checked their credit, Yeah, but I have not reviewed the supporting yeah. documents. And some of those letters will even say they've run it through the automated system. Yeah. Some, which, I mean, that that's okay if you've also looked at the documents. I mean, I've also gotten pre-approval, very rarely, but I've gotten pre-approval letters that said, I'm done with this loan. Like, they're totally final approved, just yeah. need a house. I'm like, what? Yeah, I just need an appraisal. Yeah. I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Great. I know. But it really makes a difference when you're the listing agent. This is so tricky. Oh, my gosh. So I get stressed. Super stressed. Talking about but it. But you <laughs> don't get stressed. <laughs> relax. Relax. Okay. Now, when you get a letter and it's from a lender, whether you know them or not, do you, I know you send an email as one of your templates to that lender. Hey, going to be working together. What are your, what do you do to make sure that you're comfortable with them moving forward through the transaction? A lot of that letter is just to see, a lot of that email is really just to see if they respond and how. Yeah. And that just gives you an idea. Right. Like, are you a good lender? Do you respond to your emails? Mm-hmm. Are you timely? Yeah. Um, it says, it usually says something, hey, so a, a lot of people, there's all these rumors floating around out there about what's illegal and what's not and what the lenders, I'm not allowed to talk to you because right. you're, that is not true. Yeah. You are, I'm not asking <laughs> you for the financial data. No, I'm not asking you for the buyer's credit score right. or their personal history. No. It's just a vague letter, you yeah. know? Hey, I'm the listing agent. Mm-hmm. I just received, and sometimes I even copy the buyer's agent. Yeah. Just so they, I'm not hiding anything. I'm right. just, and the letter says, as the listing agent, I am doing my due diligence mm-hmm. for my sellers. Yeah. 
and making sure that this pre-approval letter with this offer I have received, mm-hmm. you feel confident getting us to the closing table. And then I usually share some sort of blurb about my sellers. Yeah. It's very important that we get to the closing table because mm-hmm. they are moving here. They are starting to move out this date. Right. And I also check in like two weeks before closing and say, hey, um, they are like moving out this weekend. Yeah. So Should they I want, do that? <laughs> if I was a lender like, and got that email, I'd be like, people are moving out of their house. Yeah. Like, do you want them to do that? We were laughing because we were doing some research before this episode and one agent and a a networking group shared her. <laughs> she has a template that she sends the lender and it asks questions. Have you reviewed the credit? How is their FICO score? Have you reviewed their taxes and all these things? And then at the end, <laughs> it says, thank you so much for taking the time to answer these questions. Lives can be destroyed <laughs> if a denial occurs in it's- the last hour. <laughs> But it can be avoided with some due diligence. Like, thank you. Like, whoa. That was pretty threatening. Yes. I mean, answer these questions or else. I will say the times that I have had a deal fall through close to closing. Oh, it's. It feels like I'm about to destroy the seller's life. It, it, I know it uh, is not life. But it's pretty bad. But when you have to make that phone call. Yeah. It makes. Oh my gosh. I, I've told the story before one particular, but I'm not going to do the whole thing again, where my, um, my seller ends up sleeping on a friend's couch for two weeks because they didn't even send the file to RD before two days before closing, Mm-mm. but didn't even bother to like, that. she could have stayed in her house because her apartment wasn't ready for two weeks. I'm like, actually, she would have loved an extension. Yes. That would have made her so happy. Right. But you know what you didn't do? Communicate. Right. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to go back down that road again. But the point is, I think lenders also are very busy. They yes. are typically doing more transactions than we are because it's just different, right? Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, I hate to say it, but you have to micromanage. Mm-hmm. If you have a lender that you don't know or that doesn't do a lot of checking in, you've got to check in with them. Hey, where are we at? Like be the squeaky wheel. If you're not the squeaky wheel, they're going to just put you in the stack. I would like to say there have been a time or two more than you would think where the buyer's agent was offended and actually once even accused me of doing something wrong. That you checked in that with I the lender? checked in with the lender. And I just emailed back and said, it is not illegal or unethical. In fact, it's my professional duty to my seller. Yeah. And then she kind of was like, like you could tell she had never thought about checking on it never and, uh. and had never thought about it that way and she actually was humble after i said that I was like oh like oh wow maybe i'll do that like it's not that i'm not it's not that i'm trying to micromanage mm-hmm. you but i have to follow up with the transaction i can't just yeah. trust that everything is no because i have happening. to as the agent listing buyers either way your whole job is to avoid obstacles for your client Right. And if you're not checking on things, you don't even know what the obstacles are. Like, am I waiting for a tax return to come back that I've got to wait for the IRS to send in the mail and it may be two to three weeks? You, I don't know that unless right. I checked in and said, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Doesn't mean I need you to tell me their interest rate or their FICO score or any of that. Just yes. tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Where are we at in this process? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to go back to the big bad bank for a second. Okay. The, Uni- the National Bank of the United States. <laughs> we got that one. <laughs> um, I also think that it's good, and you'll get this over time if you're a newer agent, 
the more experiences you have, like I would never stand up to a client and be like, you can't use the National Bank of the United States. I would be like, okay, if that's what you feel like you have to do, do it. Um, but I will tell them, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I just want you to know, I've had sellers more than once have problems with that bank. Right. And this is what's happened. Yes. And I'll tell them the story. Hey, guess what? My seller or buyer or whoever ended up with their stuff packed in the truck mm-hmm. that they were paying for the mm-hmm. truck. And then right before closing, the lender said, oh, it's Friday and we can't get to your documents today. Yeah. And they had to pay to leave their stuff in the truck over the weekend and then close on Monday. Testimonials are powerful. Very powerful. I mean, they're huge. And speaking of, go read your lender's testimonials. Yes. If your lender is just Mr. XYZ at the United States Bank, whatever, that you can't find them. Right. You need that's why a local lender is amazing. You can go read the testimonials. What does someone say about that person? Mm-hmm. Someone else has used them and had an experience. Yes. It's huge. It's huge. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're gonna it's going to change it. your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy mm-hmm. okay um how do you like what do you look for in a lender if you were brand new oh let's do that i don't want the lender to call or text me ever <laughs> <laughs> that's you uh, i want the lender to do their job and if there's and a then problem, send you an email, let me know. Okay. And if there's not a problem, let me know. Yeah. But I don't need this overabundance. Uh, if you have, if you have ten pending files, but that's a lot. And every lender wants to text you updates. Right. It's. I don't want to text. Probably. You know. You know. I believe text is not the professional right. form of communication. Right. To me, email is the professional form. So my lenders know. You have it in you, the signature of your email. And though. my voicemail. <laughs> and if I, if, even if I could answer the phone, but I see it's a lender or title, I let it go to voicemail. So yeah. that it says, if you are a lender or a title company, email me. Just like my email says. Just like I said from the beginning of this contract. Yeah, I only want to talk my to you email via email. That says, if it's about a pending file update, my phone can't go off 15 times a day. If there is an emergency. Yeah. Let me, you know, right, call and please, what constitutes an emergency? Okay, but we're going to get it figured out. So I just want someone that is responsive to my clients. Yeah. I have had issues before with lenders that were not organized in their email. Yeah. And they have lost, like, nothing hurts my heart more than when a client says, 
Well, I emailed them, but they never they got respond. back to me. Yeah. But it's equally bad when they say, well, I called, but they didn't call me back. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter if it, how my client is reaching out to them. If yeah. they aren't getting a response, it tells me right. this lender is too busy. Yeah. They cannot handle yes. it. That doesn't make me necessarily mad at them, but it lets me know maybe I need to go over here. Right. To this lender that is timely. Right. That has the time. Yeah. Because to me, a lack of response means I don't have time. Yeah. Right. So that's communication. Yeah. Right there. It's huge. That is the number one thing that I look for. Okay. I'll tell you some other things that I like. And I tell this to my clients. Hey, here are the choices of lenders. If you have your own, by all means, compare. And I'll tell you why I like this lender. And one of the reasons I say is she is going to tell you all of your options. Mm -hmm. So she's not going to be like, oh, what's your credit score? Okay, well, you get FHA. You're done. Here you go. I mean, she is going to be like, let's really explore all the options and tell you, here's the difference. Maybe you have to pay a little bit more money up front for this loan, but over time it's less. Or maybe you need this loan because you don't have a big down payment, or maybe you want to pay up front. PMI, like, dude. And I also always tell my clients, I am not a lender. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sending you to someone whom I trust, who I know will answer your questions correctly. And I know cares that you get the right loan, not just cares that you close a loan. Yeah. They care that you're in the right loan and they're going to take care of you. I don't have the time or desire to know the rules of every single loan right. or how they change. That's the other thing. They're changing all the time. So much. The limits are changing. The what, Whatever. It changes based on the market. Like the credit score requirements changed whenever the market got so crazy this year. Like I don't, I don't need to know all that. I know I'm sending you to someone who knows all that. Who can answer. And I tell them, look, you're asking me a lot of financial questions. Uh-huh. And that just lets me know that you really need to get with a lender. Well, right. You really do. And I like knowing that when I send a client to my lender, I am not concerned about it closing because she would never have issued that pre-approval letter without the documents and feeling really confident. And I'll tell you what, if she's not super confident, but she thinks it's going to work, she's going to tell me from the beginning, look, I am not super confident. If they do this, <laughs> I think that it's going to be okay. Maybe we have to get a rescore. We really, and then it'll be like, do not do this. Do not order appraisal. Do not, do not pass go. Do not right. collect $200. It's not going to be before the closing table that I'm, we find I'm out. I'm going to, no, no. I'm going to no way and never going to be worried about the closing gate. Right. If you're not going to make it, if something crazy is happening. And the other thing is your lender should be reaching out to you if your client is being non-responsive to them. Yeah. If they have asked for a document or need them to go down to the IRS office and do something, or if they need, and they're not doing, if your buyer isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. you better hope that that lender calls you and is like, Hey, look, I've told them to do this. They still haven't. They haven't gotten their insurance quote or whatever it is. I'll be like, well, no problem. And, yeah. and then I'll go be the heavy. Right. I'm like, hey, I got you. You can't buy this house unless you do this now. So I have written that I wanted to cover this. How we talk a lot on this podcast about being the agent that other agents want to work with. Oh, yeah. I feel that way about lenders. Yeah. Like be that agent that lenders yes. want to work with. And yes. let me tell you what that looks like for me. Okay. Because it's not all about me. I know I'm like, don't call me. Don't text me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know it can sound like it's all about me, but 
they never have to worry about me texting them at 10 o'clock. Yeah. They never have to worry about me calling them yeah. ever. No. If you are a lender working on one of my files, I will never pick up the phone yeah. and call you because that makes you stop what you're doing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But now if you don't respond to my emails, then you're going to call. Yeah. But usually I get what I need yeah. with, within the time frame that I need. But um, like... In your email templates, are you telling your buyer, hey, before you drop off the deposit check, make sure me and your lender receive a copy? Yeah, I like that. And then the lender's like, oh, and it eliminates a step later on. Yes. Can you give me a copy of that deposit? How many times are you asking? I haven't been asked for that since I started using my email templates because because the the buyer just does it. Yes. And in the email that the buyer and their lender are copied on, it says, we will order appraisal yeah. after inspection. Yeah, That's and covered. I copy the lender on the original what to do now that you're under contract email template so that the lender already has a copy of the contract. I don't have to depend on the buyer to send it over there. Yeah, and I don't mind like if we're showing houses on the weekend, shooting the lender an email, copying my client while we're all in the house we're about to make an offer on. Hey, I'm with the Smiths and we're about to write up an offer. Can you send me a pre-approval letter for $255 and let me know what closing costs an estimated monthly note would be? Yeah. We check that and I usually have it back within a couple hours. Yeah. And if it's a true like multiple offer emergency, I might shoot them a text and say, hey, I just sent you an email. It's time sensitive or whatever because it's the weekend. Yeah. I don't do that during the week because I just expect a response. Right. If you're my lender. You you better be at the computer. Yes. I hope that you're you're working. Yeah. But um, I just think that you want to be the agent that is helping the lender mm-hmm. with the client. You're proactive. Mm-hmm. You're not like whether you're the lender or the agent on the other side of the transaction mm-hmm. at the closing table. I want you to be like, that was so lovely. Yeah. It doesn't and have to easy. be stressful. It doesn't have to be stressful. And yeah. if there's an obstacle that needs to overcome, we will overcome it. Yeah. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But there are especially new agents who just have trigger finger and they just text these lenders. I think of a question. I'm going to text. I'm just, yeah. it doesn't matter what time. It doesn't matter how many times. Right. But we all have to be respectful of each other's time. Yeah. And I think as agents, we not only need to gain the respect of the public. Yeah. But as lenders need to respect us too. And yeah. we need to conduct our business in a way that we have to be professional. Yes. And that they don't feel like we are just part of the transaction that needs to be updated. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> just another person. Yeah. Like we want to be there as a team. I love a lender that has sort of an automated system where, hey, yes. guess what? This has happened. Yes, this is nice. getting more and more common. Even right. title companies have this. A lot of lenders have this. Um, you know, lenders, especially when they're busy, some of them have assistants, they have, you know, admin people, they're, they're, they're assuming that the communication is getting to you. But I like those automated systems where it's like, appraisal has happened. Appraisal is good. Well, well, you know, it's just so nice to like, oh, I'm in the know. This is just an email to let you know, everything's fine. Thank you. I will accept that every (laughs) day. We are on schedule to close. Don't make me come ask you. If we're on schedule to close. I was using a newer lender. Um, he was just with my, anyway, he called, he would call me all the time and be like, 
I just wanted to let you know that they dropped off their, I don't care. Thank you. Thank you. You are doing your job. All I need to know is everything is fine. Mm-mm. And it's not me being rude. I'm saving you time. Yeah. Don't waste just your time. Me, yeah. You don't have to worry about me. Just let me know everything's good. If it's not, let me know. Yeah. Oh, that's good though. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, um, about when you're new or not even new, you, you will be courted by the lenders. Yes. A lot. Yes. And that a lender takes you to lunch yes. or brings you gifts yes. or cookies sure. does not, in fact, make them a good lender necessarily. <laughs> they not. might be a great marketer. Yes. But, you know, if they're spending a lot of time on those activities, perhaps they're not spending quite as much time on the actual lending part. Well, there's a, you know, I serve on our board of directors. Yeah. And I love when, well, I guess COVID this year is different. Right. I haven't seen anybody volunteering because there's nothing to volunteer for. There's nothing for. to volunteer for. But the ones that lived at the board, mm-hmm. always trying to catch those new agents. Catch the, it maybe. Or go, any agent. When are you ever at your computer? Or like if you're always out. Yeah. You know, like to me, I just want the ones that are like keeping up with their email, keeping right. their, I guess it's like, I want someone to work like me. Yeah. If you keep it simple and you're not mm-hmm. running around, because if you're, if you're stressed out, yeah, then it makes me feel stressed out. Right. For no don't reason. make the, don't make the buyer stressed out. Right. It's already a big financial decision. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah, I don't. It's fine. You have to market and they obviously need a different number of transactions and volume. And so they need a lot of agents to use them. But if you catch a good agent with a lot of transactions and just keep your head down, you're, well, you're in business. Well, you'll find that at the end of the day, the lender referrals for lenders versus creative marketing mm-hmm. things mailed to your office or whatever. Like, yeah. When, when it's the word of mouth from other realtors, yeah, like that is when you know you're okay. Yeah, this this lender gave me great communication. Yeah, I always say that too. I think lenders are it's amazing. You could the best way to pick up a new agent as a referrer is if you're on their listing. So if it's your listing, you've never heard of Joe Smith, and Joe Smith gives you exactly what you want. All me emails, excellent communication. You know exactly where you're at in the process. At the end of it, you're going to say, dang, that Joe Smith. Right. He did he his was job great. Timely. He was great. It does not matter if Joe Smith took you to lunch. Right. It doesn't matter at all. Because all you care about is that you, your seller closed their house on and time. If you are a realtor and you have your people in place and another lender or title company oh, yeah. asks you to lunch, don't be the realtor that uses them for free lunch. I know it's wrong. It's wrong. It, you can just let them know. My spiel is, hey, thank you so much. I just want to be honest with you and let you know I have my people in place right now. If something changes, I'll certainly reach out, but I just don't want you to waste your marketing efforts on me. Yeah. And then they know that they yes. don't have to spend time and money on me. Yes. Don't be the agent that just uses people. I have a great story. Okay. So <laughs> a few years ago, I had this particular lender. I had three listings within a short time frame all end up, they were different buyer's agents, but they all had the same lender. So he was in my life a lot. Bless you. Bless me. (laughs) He was in my life a lot at that time period. And he would call and then he started to try and court me. And then it was like, uh, I'm like, I'm not playing hard to get. I'm like, I have a, I told him like, I have a lender. Like I'm straight. I don't, I'm glad you're doing a great job, whatever, you know, get these things closed, but I don't, 
have a lender. But what, what blew my mind was that we have three closings within two months time and he's calling me and her like really trying to get my business. He did not show up to a single one of those closings. Wow. So like, if you really wanted my business, you had me, you would have had me held hostage for a whole hour. Right. That you could have come Three and times. met me in person, did whatever you, I mean, you know, given me your speech. But I just thought that was really interesting and telling. Like you didn't, like if it was, you were going to call me and like right. kind of, but it's fine. And I kind of, it got to the point where it was laughable. I'm just like, I have told you no so many times that now I'm just like, Hey, right. What's up? You know, I'm not going to use you. Right. Like it's silly. I have had a few, of course, negative experiences, just like, you know, you have negative experiences with anything. Sometimes I feel like a review or something needs to be done. Yeah. But I'm scared if I leave a negative review that they're going to go leave. And that one for you on me. Like, I don't know. How do you, if it's like a bad, I would ask my client to leave the review. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because they don't, they're not going to use them again. Right. And they're not in the, in, like, because what you're talking about is you don't want someone in the industry, like, so, you don't want to feud with somebody. I recently had clients come to me already pre approved, mm-hmm. young, first time homebuyers, both attorneys. Okay. But it kind of got in the way of things because yeah. they were trying to do what was right. They're really smart and they're trying to do what was right, but it was kind of complicating things. Okay. And, I told them to ask for a fees worksheet and they could, they, the lender would not give them a fees worksheet. It never would come. They would send them these emails that say, Oh, well, this is just our preliminary, whatever, whatever. And yeah. I said, no, like if you filled out an application, right. Um, they should be able to give you a fees worksheet. Can you go back and say, well, now since you have my application, anyway, my phone rings and I answer and it's the lender. Uh huh. And he's like, listen. I'm working with them. They're telling me that you are hounding them to get all of these. Th- I said, I haven't hounded them at all. I told them to get a fees worksheet that we have not received at right. all. He said, listen, why don't you stay in your lane as the realtor? Oh, and I'm going to stay in my lane as the lender. I said, well, I would, but they are asking me questions about their numbers and I don't, I can answer those questions. No, I am the lender. And if they have questions about their not, I said, just this, co- I actually started recording the conversation. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, the end was not as bad as the beginning, beginning because I wanted to send it to his management and be like, this is how he talks to people. Right. Just to let you know. Right. And I wanted my, cl- my clients, anyway, I was like, can you tell me? I said, I'm just letting you know that I can't, I can't communicate with your lender anymore. He ended up being like, I'll, I'll just seat you at the closing table. So please don't, if I need anything, I'll talk to your clients directly. It was just the way he spoke to me was so horrible. Right. They're like using him anyway. They don't, I didn't want to be like your lender. Right. I, I let them know the way he spoke to me and that I don't know if we're ever going to get a fees worksheet, but at the end of the day, it's their choice. Right. And if you right. want to work with him, that's fine. But it's like, it's just amazing how in that case, and you know, there are rude realtors out there. There, and there are. are rude lenders out yeah. there. Yeah. Remember my story not that long ago on too many episodes ago when the lender hung up on me? Yes. Like, <gasps> I, really? But I think I have to take comfort just like with bad realtors. Yeah. They will self filter out. <laughs> they will eventually. Uh, over time, they, they sh- take some time. Wait, but if you talk to everybody business, that way. 
it's just going to be hard for them because you don't get repeat referral just like an agent. Right. They're going to have a lot more work to do on all that lead gen because they don't get repeat referral because they do such a crappy job. I know. I mean, you know, honestly, I would, in that case, I would just, not that case, but if you have a bad experience, just say, listen, could you as the client leave the review? Right. I think it would be important so that another person doesn't have to go through that. Right. You know, because some people just don't like to leave reviews, period. Or they don't want to leave a mean one because they feel yeah. bad about it. I'm like, you don't have to be mean to tell the truth. Right. You can you can put it out there. Sure. I know. And then sometimes you got to just let it go. You have to let it go. But be mindful. Make sure you're, all the parties are aware. Check in with the lender if you're the listing agent and the and the and the buyer's agent isn't giving you updates. Right. If the buyer's agent is giving you good updates, then it's probably fine. And I also know like I had a recent one with the just because the volume has gotten so out of hand with yeah. the low rates and the, you know, just a lot of purchases, a lot of refis. I got a letter as a listing agent from a lender who I knew and I had 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 closes with before. So I was like, great. I know this one. We're good. Yeah. We're fine. It took over two months to close. Oh, no. And we had a long close to start with because it was an RD loan. And I was just like dumbfounded because I didn't do my micromanaging because I thought that they were good. And it's not that they weren't good, but they were having some internal issues at the their lending institution. And I'm like, oh, man, like just when I thought this is fine, it was not not fine. fine. So just remember, you 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 were in charge of, and my seller was already moved out, not not like in a homeless type of way, but just like he was annoyed. He had to yeah. keep paying for the utilities and the mortgage, and it was, just, it was bad. And he was like, bad. and whenever it came down to it, my seller said to me, well, I mean, is the lender going to pay for my mortgage this month? I'm like, I know. No, because they literally don't care. Right. They're just like, sorry. oh, sorry, the line's long. Right. Oh, right. well, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of them right now. Sorry. Mm. Lenders. That's the other thing when you read in the, in the realtor groups, and like when they're talking about, there's just really not a lot of lender accountability when things go wrong. Yes. And that's they're why we have that. their desk and yeah. we have to deal with the emotions yeah. of the people it, and the physical house. Yeah. If you and, had to talk to these people that are homeless, yeah, you might be feeling a bit different. Right. They're just kind of like. We'll do the best we can. Yeah, they're hidden behind a computer. And my thing is, if there's a delay, that is not your fault all the time. No. But I need as much notice as possible. Right. I had one that ended up never closing, but oh. I said, why didn't you tell me about this? And they said, well, I was trying to ha- figure it out before I had to tell call you. I said, well, after two weeks, you should have realized you weren't figuring it out. Just call. Just call. Just uh, tell me the truth. I know. Tell me the truth. I right. can handle it. <laughs> you can handle it. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. That's all I have. Yeah. You got them all? Mm-hmm, I think so. Made it through. You could also put in your counter offer that the buyer gives the lender permission to keep both agents, oh. listing agent and buyer's agent informed throughout the process. That's nice. I've done that a couple times when I'm the listing agent and don't okay. know the lender and feel like uncomfortable about the situation. Right. And, and I don't want, you know, I want to be able to say, Hey, here's where the buyer signed that it's okay for you to talk to me. Talk to me. And then my last thing would be if you are the listing agent and you can't get comfortable with the lender also include in your counter, at least the title company. 
Oh yeah. Because if you can, if you if you don't know the lender on the other side, you can control you the can title. At least yeah. have an attorney on your side to help you make those calls to yeah. the lender for an update when they're not responding to you. Yeah, fair. And that's all I have. Awesome, love it. All good stuff. Um, what are we going to do about our toast today? Um, we are just going to toast to all of the wonderful lenders. I know there's there. so many good ones. There are good ones out there. They know who they are. Ooh. Yeah. The bad ones are just like realtors. I know <laughs> the bad ones make us have bad feelings, but there's so many good ones and so they need all ones. the praise because that's hard. It's a hard job. Yeah. It's time sensitive. They got to deliver some tough messages a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's. Like, with just money. like we are, you know, therapists and marriage counselors <laughs> right? and they whatnot, gotta, they got to do that. They got to deal with people's uh, money. Yeah. It's, mm, yeah. Bless them all. I couldn't do it. They and become we need credit them. coaches. Yes. You know, it's, it's a lot. I imagine being a lender is very stressful. A lot of, a lot of handholding. Yes. Yeah. A lot of stress for sure. Mm-hmm. I know. Like what if you have done your job <laughs> and it's the day before closing and they repull credit, you know, as the final check and yeah. the buyer did something. They bought a car. It's not the lender's fault. They, they bought a car. So Yikes. anyways, we would just like to toast, especially to the, let's Cheers specify to- like our local lender, wherever you are. Yeah. You're. If you're, you're a local, local lender, lender and y'all check on them right now, <laughs> please <laughs> refis are kicking their butts. I know. Take them to lunch. Take them. Yeah. They don't have time for it. Send them lunch to their office. Send them lunch to their office and just be like, hey, I think you're awesome. Yeah. Be the agent that other people want to work with. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to send a gift because like, they're like hey. buried. My lender can't even come to close anymore. I know. She's so busy. I know. We love you all. Yes. Hang Cheers, in there. Lenders. You can do We're it. We're here for you. Yeah, I know. We are. Okay. Bye, friends. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.